the Being Forces Friendly Podcast, a monthly podcast where we sit down with experts from the armed forces, government and business to discuss engaging with defence and the mutual benefits that come from it. Welcome to another episode of Being Forces Friendly Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tim and Bridget from Fujitsu. Fujitsu is one of the top five information and communication technology providers in the world with over five decades experience delivering technology solutions to its customers around the globe. They first signed the Armed Forces Covenant in 2014 and re-signed the AFC in 2016. They were the first awarded the gold ERS in 2015 and now have revalidated that gold in 2020. They've been industry leaders in their advocacy of the armed forces community for many years. I'm Ben Onions, your host for today's podcast. I'm the National Account Manager for Technology and Telecommunications and Fujitsu being one of my accounts. I'm also a veteran of eight years in the army. So welcome Bridget and Tim. Uh, and I'll hand over to you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you for that introduction, Ben. Uh, my name's Tim Gibson. I'm the uh, Vice President for Fujitsu's Defence and National Security Business, uh, which is a sort of ring-fenced, quite substantial business that we run in the UK with uh, the Ministry of Defence and other government departments as our customer. The Ministry of Defence actually is Fujitsu's largest customer outside Japan, so it's been a big focus for us probably for the last 50 years uh, and we are really quite closely integrated all over the place with you as a customer. And I'm Bridget Ward and I am the People and Third Party Engagement Lead for Defence and National Security. I've spent 10 years in um, the defence space with Tim. Uh, my primary role is all around the um, resourcing and recruiting of people and we've been very privileged to recruit in large numbers from the service background. Okay, great. Um, so you, you first signed the Armed Forces Covenant back in 2014. Do you want to talk us through your relationship with defence and how it all started? Um, Tim, do you want to go first? Yeah, I, I, just to sort of, I think, put it into the sort of context of how we view this um, corporately. Um, clearly, we've been a major and a... a and ever growing a major supplier of IT services and equipment to the Ministry of Defence for many years. And we've always had a quite broad-based um, engagement with uh, the Ministry and, and the Armed Forces in things like sponsoring Army Sport. Um, we've had close relationships, particularly with Army Sailing and British Soldier, which um, in, in many cases, some of the interest there from the senior people in MOD, the, the Admiral actually of Army Sailing has on a couple of occasions been CDP. So we've had quite a close relationship at a, a sort of people level as well as a business level and understanding some of the, the challenges that you have when you work on a work in this environment. So this is a this this was quite a natural thing for us to do in 2014 to actually to move forward on this basis because we had been recruiting people from from the armed forces and the ministry of defense for many years both into the defense business but into the wider fujitsu business because they're well-trained well-disciplined people just the sort of people that you want to recruit into a business so for us it was quite a logical and and natural step uh, of becoming even closer to our, our major customer that's great tim um, and bridget would you like to add anything more to that 
so, so from a leadership perspective, um, the success of being uh, part of the uh, gold employee recognition scheme comes from the top down. So this isn't a tick box exercise for us in any way, shape or form. Uh, we are very committed um, to the programmes and constantly challenge ourselves um, to do even more. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so, so I think, you know, the successful and the reason why we do it is not just about uh, a tick box. It's about a real business reason and a real moral value um, to what we we hold in our human centric approach. Great. Thank you, Bridget. That's great. Um, so you were awarded the gold back in 2015. But how does that make you feel to, to have it revalidated again this year? It's always interesting when you look at them, these sorts of, of things, Ben, um, because over time, the bar keeps rising. So what was good enough in 2015 is not good enough in 2020 because the world has moved on. It's unfortunately got more complex and more challenging. So to be able to maintain our status at gold status through that period and into the future is a real measure for us, um, externally a measure of our clear commitment to um, the defence community as customers and as, as our employees and, and actually our, our industry partners, because we've encouraged very heavily our main partners to also sign up to the scheme and, and improve their status within the scheme, even, even the small companies, because I just think it, it helps us have a, a greater understanding of some of your challenges. Um, we can have an absolute real impact on service levers. Um, we've got a much better understanding of how the reservist model works. And we, we have spent quite a lot of time with the CDPs over the years, educating other employers about what really does and doesn't work to, to enable people to be re reservists and to be effective reservists, not just in the defence business, but in the wider Fujitsu, because we do have quite large numbers. And, and for us, it's all part, as, as Bridget said, of our sort of people-centric approach and our customer-centric approach. The more we understand you and the more we can work more closely with you, the more effective we are, therefore the better service you get from us. And as Bridget said, this is a real business benefit activity. It's not a tick box activity at all in any way, shape or form. And it's given us access to a, a great pool of people as they come out of the armed services to, to join my business. Um, and at a very many levels from comparatively junior people right up to three-star generals. So, you know, for us, it has been, you know, absolutely measurable as a business benefit being involved in this scheme. Reaccreditation has also um, allowed us to thank our people who have supported us because it is a one team effort here. Um, so reaccreditation allows us to showcase some of the outstanding work um, that our internal people are doing towards us keeping uh, keeping gold and continuing to challenge ourselves on that journey because uh, we're not a standstill organisation. And because we have 13% of our population come from a service lever background, we are constantly um, having new ideas generated that we can uh, reach back in and share with other employers. So for us, gold reaccreditation is both exciting and allows us to continue on the challenges that we're placing on ourselves. Great, thank you both. Um, a big part of getting to gold is actively advocating for the armed forces community. Um, why do you support those armed forces communities at, at Fujitsu? Well, I mean, one of the things that we've always done as a company, and we've always had a very strong 
uh, corporate social responsibility position. Um, and we are fortunate because the defence business is so large, we let the staff in the UK pick charities that they want to support. And in the defence business, we've been a corporate partner, probably the best corporate partner, frankly, with SAFA over very, very many years. So for us, it's it's part of a, a wider social business and social responsibility approach, uh, which is an ever-increasing requirement of today's world that you need to be um, a properly rounded and responsible organisation, both towards people, uh, the to communities, to the environment. Um, and in the defence business, this has always been at, right at the front of what we do, and our, and our, and our very large engagement with army sailing, army football, army squash, uh, RAF cricket, um, Navy rugby league, means that my, my people on the ground in the business can get engaged in all kinds of interesting activities with you as a customer. It brings our understanding closer together. It's made us a very significant difference from the, the depth of our relationship with the, the senior management within the Ministry of Defence, you know, from, from CDS, downwards who was you know he was um previously chairman of army football and we are the main sponsor of army football but it I mean a lot of my guys like football and a lot of the people we've got are ex-military so just this much broader based engagement we get from these activities does make a much big you know really big difference to the way that we run the business because if you're in the defense if you're a defense contractor which is what we are now, understanding the criticality of the mission and the environment you're going to, you want people to work in is very different from what the rest of Fujitsu in the UK does. Now, hence, we are a separate organisation. We run in a, in a bit of a different way because it's 24-7, 365, anywhere in the world. Now, and that when things happen, you, the customer, the Ministry of Defence, has to be sure, certain that we will always be there to do whatever is required as we have done during the current crisis so this is all part of a, a sort of wider and deeper um, engagement activity that you know we think is, a, is an absolutely critical part of our business strategy actually and our people strategy and it fits completely in line with our global corporate strategy of how um, our president wants people to perceive Fujitsu as a responsible and engaging employer Fantastic. Great answer there, Tim. Um, and the same question again to Bridget, so if you can add up upon what Tim's already spoken about. Uh, so I think continuing to advocate allows us to build on the mutual relationships and the benefits of those relationships, um, both uh, you know in a business strategy way and in a people way. Um, so you know those relationships lead us to um, to thrive to do the best for our. Um, client thrive to do the best for um, service leavers who are looking to transition into the civilian world uh, and this keeps our commitment alive and growing um, through those relationships we know that uh, we're putting the right people in the right place and therefore um, have a greater value of success quicker when we use the right people. Excellent so over the last five years of partnering with Defence, what would you say are the main highlights you've had for yourselves personally or, or as business as a whole? Um, I mean, if you if you look at and you know, um, we always say that there has to be a real business benefit for this not to be a tick box exercise. I mean, in the last five years, our Defence business has grown by nearly thirty percent. You no, know, and in, in a market where flat 
is the new growth and many companies are shrinking to consistently grow every year and expand our business um, these sorts of activities are a big contribution to our ever-increasing footprint within defense and our understanding of defense you know from from the bottom right up to what what cds and, and co are doing today with you know some radically different business strategies and the ever-increasing importance of the digital world in the military world um, for us over the last five years has seen our relationship absolutely improve at pretty much every level in defense from from the service chiefs and the ministers all the way down to the frontline commands as we've expanded our footprint um, and and taken on as Bridget said um, quite significant numbers of service leavers into the business and we are still doing that and we want them in because they're well trained and they're subject matter experts because the boundary between the the world of the platforms and our digital world is blurring all the time so understanding how we're going to work in this new world and having people with that real experience that has massively um, accelerated over the last five years and when we really started focusing and more thought and activity in this place and and Bridget running a program that has been in, incredibly successful right for us as a, as a business finding good people is really hard and Bridget's opened up a whole new world for us in finding really good people that understand the defense environment because we always say defense is a bit like Marmite you either like it or you don't so it's really important you get people that are going to fit in and understand the, the complex environment we work in and it's it's gone from strength to strength over the last five years i'm sure, I'm sure bridget has a view because she's operating this at the coalface on a daily basis and you know we've we've really accelerated the focus we've got on on this type of activity so some of the highlights for me uh is around uh you know measuring things that we weren't able to do before so as i said 13 percent of our current workforce um, comes from a service background we've enhanced our hr systems to be able to track track that accurately um, you know through the relationships we've built we've had access um, and been very privileged to take part in some training opportunities uh, we get to work with some of the regiments so our great Fujitsu annual boot camp uh, you know we have 180 people from the business um, taken up to our car park boot camp day uh, we work with the 39 signal regiment and we've raised awareness across our business um, you know of how you can actually have the best of both worlds you can work in a civilian employment and be a reservist we've opened up that you know that interest to um, non-military people at the moment um, we've partnered with uh, DRM and we're very proud that we can showcase ourselves as an employer of choice um, and we continue to uh, in these times do virtual events and everything to continue that showcase uh, and um, because we are all working with a you know a common cause here we share best practice in a non-selfish way so we're not competing against other businesses um, as you would expect we share best practice that means that every one of us get the benefit of these good people great thank you Bridget so how looking into the future um, how do you plan to keep on advocating for the armed forces community um, into that into the next few years coming? 
Well, I mean, one of the things that we found, Ben, over this period is we've we've had a never increasing series of conversations with with um, the ministry, particularly with the the various CDPs who've been in post about how we've we've continually adjusted our employment policies to understand and improve how we can become a more supportive employer for reservists, um, more supportive around people who've got people serving, um, have got uh, other involvement with, with the military. We also can see that the employment models are changing for both you, us as a business and for, for the Ministry of Defence and, and the sort of skills that are needed, um, the, the sorts of way that we're going to have to employ people and get people to have secondments from the Ministry of Defence into business because we're going to have to get closer if we're going to carry out and support the the new defense strategies that are being you know uh, currently um, pushed forward by uh, the strategic command about the way the world is going to change and the way that the whole strategy in MOD is pivoting and to do that many things are going to have to sort of move in this new a more dynamic more agile world it isn't just agile when we always talk about you know IT and development, but it's commercially agile. How do we get new technologies into the Ministry of Defence really quickly? You've got to work differently with people and actually understanding how all of these employment models are going to keep changing uh, and, and being uh, up for change and also willing to discuss change. And, and also addressing some of the other big areas that we think are linked into this, which again, we've worked a lot with MOD around diversity and inclusion and make sure that we can address the biggest pools of people to get skills and that we can understand the issues that some of these things bring to our, our new employees. And that's also been a very effective way for us because we, we are continually growing as a business and to grow, we need more people. So, you know, our, our principal product is people. So it's a very big focus for us as a business. And how do you see that growth for the future then, Bridget? Uh, so uh, for us, um, as Tim says, we're, we're looking as an organisation um, to make sure we um, have the, the forces friendly HR policies. Um, we have opened up our military transition training programme, which we launched two years ago, uh, and have had absolute great success with uh, you know, recognising good people, but who don't have the skills today that we would need. Taking them on the transition programme for two years, we grow and develop those people um, quite often well before the two years. Um, but it, it really opens up opportunity for people who, if assessed straight out of um, service into civilian, may not tick all the boxes. And we recognised quite early on that there were some good people out there that uh, we could train and, and mould. Um, and I think one of the things um, that we're looking to do with that programme is to take it down a more technical route. Um, and I think through that, we can share our technical roadmap, therefore um, allowing the um, service leaver in transition to more effectively use their training credits on courses and skills that would be more effective in the workplace. We have set ourselves a target to uh, you know, aim for one in three of our hires that come from a service background. So we absolutely have to open our minds to making sure that we have the best opportunities for people to be employment ready by sharing as much as we can with them. That's a, a great target to, to go for. 
Um, so from an organization that's just revalidated their gold as Fujitsu have, um, what would you say to other organizations looking to go for gold in the future or continuing that gold standard to revalidate their golds uh, when they get to that point as well? Um, I mean, for, for us, Ben, I think what, what you know, we, we are none of us immune from what is going on in the world. You know, and I spend a lot of time talking strategically with the ministry about what's happening because of what's going on with COVID, what is going on with Brexit, and that the way industry in the UK has got to work differently in this new world with the Ministry of Defence, ensuring we've got the capabilities and the supply chain that so that we can support support defence in, in the wider um, widest context, because that sort of um, full force extended um, operation, the Ministry of Defence is, is probably never going to be as, as dependent on industry as it is today. And for industry to help defence make some really significant changes in the way it, it's going to operate to deal with the new threat vectors it has in today's world, which are, are ever growing, cyber's growing, space is growing. And to do that, you really have to have employers that are truly engaged in defense. And this sort of activity pulls those companies in. And we absolutely encourage people, our partners, our suppliers, to go down the same route as us, to get closer to defense, to get closer to, to DNES and defense digital, uh, and, and lean in because uh, that's what's gonna be needed certainly now but definitely into the future so th these sorts of things i think are really important stepping stones for businesses that want to be if you want to be a successful defense supplier you really need to be right heavily involved with defense as a customer you, you can't do it from arm's length and being successful in, in my opinion and in, in our experience and the lean in has definitely improved our business and it's improved the bottom line which is the absolute base measure right the business is growing the business is is healthy which in these difficult times is a great is a great thing to say but but this this is an absolute one of one of the key parts of it is what we do with people thank you tim that's great a great some great advice and um to our future golds and and current ones um bridget how would you advise them so if um, any organization are looking to aim for gold or retain it, um, they definitely should go for it. It is a fantastic platform um, to demonstrate uh, your support for the armed forces. Uh, it's also a good platform for networking and, and shaping your business and learning from others. It doesn't have to cost you lots and lots of money. Um, and I think I'm very privileged to have the total support from Tim to, and the autonomy to do what we believe is right. Um, so um, having the support of your leadership down is a real great way, but it doesn't have to spend loads of money. You can actually um, you know, increase your employee engagement um, through these um, platforms. It does, you know, it's a differentiator for people um, to be involved in this. And, and it's a pride thing, you know, for us, um, we are extremely proud of the relationships that we have with the armed forces. Um, and we believe it's the right thing to do. And as Tim said, there is a business benefit at the bottom line. So go for it. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Bridget. Um, it's been great to have you both on this podcast today. Thank you so much for sharing your defence journey with us and congratulations again for your gold revalidation. Um, I look forward to working with you both in the future. Thank you very much, Thanks, that, Ben. Ben. Been a pleasure. Thank you.
If you don't want to miss out on next month's episode, then hit the subscribe button. And if you have any questions for us or want to know more, you can contact us on Twitter at DRM underscore support. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.